Welcome to episode 37 of Real Travels. I'm your host, Lisa Iannucci, and I'm also your film and TV travel guide. This week, you're going to meet Missy Kay, who decided she had enough of sitting at home, researched a trip to the Grand Canyon, and left the very next day for a three-week, 9,500-mile road trip where she slept in her car. Could you do something so adventurous? You're going to want to hear this interview. Let's get started. repetitive I'm still at home in New York and it's still a heat wave and I'm still inside so there you go (laughs) so every week I tell you what I've been watching so here's what I watched this week and I really watched a lot more than this but I'm just gonna focus on this one movie that I literally saw just last night before recording this and on Netflix there's a rom-com movie with Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd Jack Nicholson and so many more actors called How Do You Know, and it's about a softball player named Lisa who is cut from the national team, and she's also in a dysfunctional relationship, so she's going through some pretty hard times, and so she tries to find herself. I think the movie's a bit all over the place and could have been tied together a little better, uh, but it was two hours of not having to deal with all the stuff that's going on in the world, so why not give it a watch? And again, it's How Do You Know on Netflix. So I got excited about something silly. First, as I've said before, I'm a huge Food Network fan, and I love Spring Baking Championship. I love all the baking shows. And as I mentioned before, the desserts that Adam Young made the year he won, as I was watching him, I just thought they were beautiful. And he owns Sift Bakery in Mystic, Connecticut. So a few months back, my daughter knew that I had been wanting to go to the bakery, And she had a chance to stop by before I did, and the bakery's in Mystic, Connecticut. So she picked me up a few items that I asked for, and they were delicious. So I wanted to go back for more, but it's about a a two-and-a-half-hour car ride from my house. My tires needed replacing, and then the shutdown happened. Well, my tires are fixed, and I can now get on the road and take the two-and-a-half hours to go to Mystic, Connecticut, to go to Sift Bakery, and I have not gone anywhere since this shutdown except local. And of course, I'll be safe. I'm just picking up my order, turning around, and coming back home. But I can't wait. I heard that Adam has actually expanded and will be creating a new donut shop, so I wish the best of luck to him. So based on my trip that here I am, um, I decided because of a show... And if you guys remember, I even had Nacho from the Baking Championship on my show several episodes back. Um, And I love going to places that I hear about, whether it be through Guy Fieri's. Hold on, let me do that right. Guy Fieri's, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, or any of the other shows like Cupcake Wars. I definitely like to go check these places out. So I asked my friends if they had also driven to restaurants or bakeries because of a food show they saw, and they gave me permission to read their answers, so see if you are the same as they are. 
So my friend Linda Dorman said, as a professional chef, I always watch Anthony Bourdain's new, um, I'm sorry, No Reservations, because he had a different perspective on food and travel. Right now she's watching Paul Hollywood's City Bakes, which she enjoys. And she also said that um, her favorite movies about food are Babette's Feast and Big Night. She said maybe because they really speak to the love of cooking in a specific place and time. She's traveled to 40 countries over the last 30 years and always picks her accommodations based on the proximity to local food markets. Her family used to own grocery stores and restaurants, so she made it her mission to visit as many as possible. And she's been to, get this, 500 food venues across 80 cities worldwide so far. That's inspiring. Diane Reeder um, said that her 16-year-old saw an ad for the Nordic Buffet, which is all-you-can-eat lobster, made a pilgrimage to Rhode Island, planned an entire vacation around going to the restaurant out there, and it became a tradition in her family for a few years. My friend Marsha Layton Turner uh, said that she can't say that she watches a lot of food TV, but when she heard that Guy Fieri was in Hong's Chinese Dumplings in Burlington, Vermont, while she was there, she checked it out on her next visit, and she was glad she did. For many years, she said it was a food cart and won Best of Burlington several times despite not having a permanent kitchen, and she says yummy dumplings. Daryl Music said that he's gone to places featured on Triple D. He's, um, he says that guy's a bit over the top, but has to admit he likes him and the good that he does. His favorite food and TV travel show is Somebody Feed Phil. And when Ordain was alive, it was No Reservations. I've watched Somebody Feed Phil, and I really like it too. Uh, Phil is very, very down to earth, and it's something you just feel like you're almost out with a friend when you're watching it. So Tanya Harris Morgan said that she went to Fly Away Brewing in Arkansas, Show Dogs in San Fran, Tampa Bay Brewing in Tampa, um, and several others. Um, and these were the ones that she saw on the shows. Um, and, you know, sometimes you like some places, sometimes you don't. There are a couple that she didn't like that I'm not going to mention on the show. But... It's a start, you know, if, if you're told it's really good, you want to go check it out. You want to have the same experience that a famous chef had. So Rachel, Rachel, I never pronounce your name right, and I'm sorry, but it's Arentru. Uh, a friend of mine, you think I know how to say her last name. She went to Sugar near New Haven because they want Cupcake Wars. And if you know me, anywhere I go, I look for a place that sells cupcakes. That's my thing. Um, I have to try a cupcake, and my favorite cupcake place so far um, was Queen's Cupcakes or Queen's Cups in Worcester, Massachusetts, and they were unreal. They were absolutely incredible. So have you ever gone on a trip specifically to see something that you saw on a food show? What's your favorite food travel show? Um, follow me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler and send me a DM. Let me know. I just might read your comment here. And I'll, I will definitely post when I get up to Sift Bakery in Mystic, Connecticut and tell you what I bought and how good it was. And maybe you'll make the trip up there when you get a chance. So speaking about hitting the road, Missy's interview this week with me was so much fun. She's a spontaneous person who hit, the road, who hit the road for a trip of a lifetime. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed talking to Missy. 
I'll see you when it's over. So today on Real Travels, my guest is Missy Kay, who is going to talk about her road trip with me. And it's really interesting even how we met. So I'm really excited to have Missy on the show. Welcome to the show, Missy. Hi, Lisa. Thank you. Um, well, let's tell, I'm going to tell people first how I found you, because okay. I belong to a lot of Facebook travel groups, and I saw a post of yours that caught my eye, and it said, three weeks on the road, 9,500 miles, slept in my car, I planned this trip overnight and left the next day super spontaneous, and it was in a Facebook group called See the USA Via Road Trips, blew my mind, especially because it was just recently in the middle of a pandemic you did this right yes okay so you're either the crazy one i want to be or (laughs) or the spontaneous one i want to be or i haven't quite figured it out yet but tell me a little bit about where this trip came from like did you just say hey i'm sick of this pandemic i gotta get out of here like what what happened so I've always been really interested in travel. It's just I've never really been able to plan a road trip for long enough for people to come with me, and I'm, I was kind of weary about going alone. But it was actually the pandemic that made me want to do it because I sat in my house for so long. I was out of work since the beginning of March, and sitting here not being able to travel really made me crazy. <laughs> so when I heard that stuff was opening back up, I was like, that's it. I'm going. Okay. Now, that's what a lot of us are saying to ourselves right now. We're saying, you know, as soon as things open up, I'm out of here. But to do it and, you know, you're talking 9,500 miles. Like, I can plan an overnight in one night. I don't know if I can plan 9,500 miles in one night and then leave the next day. So you have to walk me through this. So you're like, okay, I'm out of here. Now what? How did you decide where you were going to go? It all started with the Grand Canyon. That was, I've been like obsessed with the Grand Canyon for probably a year or more now, and I've just wanted to go so badly. So that's what I planned. I was going to go to the Grand Canyon, and then I was like, it's so far away, and I'm passing through all these states there, and on the way back, like, what else can I see? So the list just kept growing and growing. Okay, so where did you start from? What's your home state? Buffalo, New York. Okay, go New York, man. That's right. I forgot. We're both New Yorkers. That's yes, great. We're neighbors. Um, so you start in Buffalo, and then you you just kind of drew an arrow to the Grand Canyon, and then pretty mm-hmm. much whatever was on that arrow, you were going to stop and visit. Yeah, and I actually ended up going a little further than the Grand Canyon, but the Grand Canyon was the main inspiration behind all of this. Now, what? Okay, we're going. You know, I'm telling you, I told you that this interview was going to take 15 minutes. The reality is I could probably talk to you all day. But (laughs) so here's here's what I'm wondering, though. Okay, so the, the second line to what is in this post was slept in my car. So. Now, do you have a fancy car, or? <laughs> um, just an SUV. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just, I folded the seats down, and it was quite comfortable, actually. Wow. So where did you stop along the way? Did you stop at campgrounds, or did you just, yeah. like, rest stops, or? So, rest areas. Um, one time we couldn't, we were in, like, a really busy city. We stopped, we stayed at a Walmart, which they allow, um, at most Walmarts, um, and on the side of the road. And now you said we, so you didn't take this trip alone. 
No, I actually started out on the road by myself, and two hours into the road trip, my grandma called me because she was so afraid to let me go alone, and said, my cousin, my cousin, your cousin said she'll come with you, and I was like, okay, so I actually turned around and back, you know, went backwards two hours to go pick her up, and then we left again, again. So. That's awesome. So did you, yeah. did you feel, I mean, a lot of women don't feel safe doing something that you do, or did, Yeah. so... Did that make you feel a little safer? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so, wow, so many questions. So <laughs> you're heading out. Now, a lot of these places aren't necessarily open. How did you determine what you were going to stop and see on the way out? And what were some of those things that you stopped and saw on the way out first to the Grand Canyon? So basically, I just put the Grand Canyon on my list, and it gave me a route. And any state I passed through or close to, I just Googled all night. I think I didn't sleep at all because I had so much information going through my mind <laughs> that night before, but I just Googled everything. I mean, we went to the Mammoth Caves in Kentucky. I seen Elvis Presley's house. I went to the Cadillac Graveyard. We went to Nashville. Um, I went to White Sands National Park, which was actually closed at the time, and I heard they reopened now, so I'm a little jealous. Um, Antelope Canyon was my favorite place. Even It even beat the Grand Canyon, and I didn't even get to see what most people go there for because it was closed, which are like the cave-like canyons, but the scenery up top on the water was amazing. Um, I went to Horseshoe Bend, Grand Canyon, Area 51, L.A., San Francisco, San Francisco, Oregon, Washington, we went to Mount Rainier, we went to Yellowstone, Grand Pumpkin, Mount Rushmore, Chicago, and then home. My jaw's on the floor. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so now in planning this, obviously you saved a ton of money by sleeping in your car. Yes. So I hope you don't mind. I'm going to throw a budget question to you. Now, you don't need to get into specifics about your own personal income situation, but how did, you know, people are going to be like, well, how did she, how could she afford to do all of this? Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing that made it affordable was the sleeping in my car. Um, gas was the most expensive thing out of the whole entire trip, and honestly, I wish I would have tracked it, and I might even go back through my banking account and get a tally, um, but that was the, I didn't, I didn't keep track of how much I spent total on gas. I want to say it was probably close to a thousand dollars, but I can't say for sure, um, but it was way worth it. I bought the National Park Pass, which was $80, and it's good for any national park in the U.S., so that saved money. So we weren't spending um, the entrance fee everywhere we went. Um, and then we just, um, on days we didn't feel like eating much, we would stop at Walmart and make sandwiches. Or if we were hungry, like we wanted something better than that, then we would go to like McDonald's or Burger King or Subway. Yeah, do- dollar menus are very affordable, you know. Yeah, it's, it's people we liked understand. Burger King. <laughs> they had the $3 meals and $4 meals, so that was good. <laughs> now, traveling... Under normal circumstances, I'd probably have, you know, a million other questions for you. But let's talk about traveling in this pandemic. You know, what did you, did you experience anything on the road that, you know, made you question the choice to do this or that you weren't expecting? So there were good and bad things. Um, The good thing is that we had every place almost practically to ourselves. So we didn't have any lines. We got awesome pictures with no one else in the background. Um, some places that 
you know, we're short stay places. We are in and out when normally you'd need a lot longer to go to. Um, the other thing is, you know, we're from New York, so I feel like everything's different here. When you leave here, it's almost like there's no virus out there. There's no masks. Everybody's walking around in crowds, and everything's open. So that, um, like, they never shut down in most places I went to. So that was a little scary. Um, we definitely brought our own masks and wipes, and we're taking the precautions. And, you know, now that I'm sure that that would be different. I'm sure if you went three weeks on the road now, you know. Yeah, it's probably a lot different now from what I'm hearing. Wow. Have you always been the spontaneous kind of person? I mean, I know that you said that you haven't really, you always wanted to do a trip like this, but have you always been a spontaneous person? Yes, but not to this extent. (laughs) But yeah, I'm very spontaneous. And if you were to give my listeners let's let's give them a few tips you know let's say they're listening to you and you are inspiring them i'm not going to say it's me but it's me if you're ex- inspiring them to do exactly what you did where what kind of tips would you give them before they get on the road that maybe it's even something you learned after the fact yes yeah, so oh my gosh i actually just recently joined all these travel groups on facebook which is actually how me and you connected mm-hmm. and every so many things are popping up that i miss along the way that i'm already planning my next trip um so i definitely would say probably put more research into it even though i had an amazing trip um but you know it's kind of like for most people a once in a lifetime experience so who knows when i'll be back out that way again um so there's a lot that was missed so i guess Join these groups on Facebook, see what's out there, even like little things that aren't big, you know, tourist attractions, those are the best places of all, they're better than the busy places, so find those small little gems to go to. And you made this, I I thought the map that you created was really cool too, now was that a Google thing that you just kind of copied, like the Google thing, or did you create that map that you had in the group? So, this is an app called War, uh, Road Warrior, um, and basically what you do is you put in everywhere you want to go, and you put in a start point and an end point, which obviously for me was the same location, and it optimizes your route so that you spend, you know, it's efficient for gas and time and stuff like that. Very cool. Um, now, you did also say that your goal... Um, for like a year and a half from now is to travel again in a converted yes. van. And, yes, and it might be happening sooner than that. <laughs> really? Talk about that. So I know it sounds kind of, I don't know, cheap or whatever, but if you go online and you look up converted vans, they're like, think of like a tiny home inside of a van. They're very, very nice. People build them out very luxurious. And I want to build my own and travel the world with no return date. Just pretty much anywhere I can drive from New York, I want to go and not have any, like, date of when I need to be back. That is my calling as well. Like, I'm in the (laughs) middle of downsizing my home, and I want to get my RV, and I want to get on the road, and don't talk to me about when I need to come back unless it's the holidays with my kids, you know? They're all grown up now, but, you know, that's it. Otherwise, wherever you find me, you find me. So (laughs) I love that. I I, I absolutely love that goal. Now, you said it might be sooner than you think, so did you find a van? So, basically, I'm driving a lease vehicle with 
which I did on my road trip, which I know is a big no-no. But um, I actually reached out to my the lady who sold my car to me and my lease, and she actually said they're looking to buy back leases right now with no um, downside like that would affect you. So I'm maybe going to look at there sooner than I thought. Nice. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I obviously for my interviews, I check everybody out. And the one thing I, I, I told you, there's just like so many things I love about your spirit and your adventure. And on your Instagram page, you have this line and I loved it. I live in a world of fantasy, so keep your reality away from me. Did yes. you make, is that a quote from something, or did you make that up? Um, I found that on some, like, trendy, po- like, picture where somebody put a quote over top of it a long time ago, and it just stuck with me. Um, you know, like, everyday life that we, I want to say, I always say we get trapped into, like, the going to work and then coming home and having two hours to yourself, like, I don't, I don't my future plan for myself is to not have any of that, and to kind of just live life the way that makes you happy. Yeah, especially after what we all went through now. I can see so many yes. people going, you know what, what am I waiting for? Nobody ever <laughs> anticipated saying, gee, you know, 2019 sucked, so let's look forward to 2020. It's going to be so much better. <laughs> Boom. You know, and now it's like, what do you do with those dreams? And it's like you, you live them, and you live them the best that you can, you know? And and mm-hmm. I, I absolutely, I, I don't know, I just, I just felt this, like I said, this spirit, this connection with the things that you post and... and you know, it, I mean, you really are an inspiration for people who want to do stuff like this. Some people might be like, I, I, I don't know, how did you get, like, everything packed and ready all in one night? I mean, how did you do all of this? So let, let's finish up that trip with that tip. Like, how did you actually leave the next day, literally? Um, so basically, I just, I was just so excited to go. Um, I just packed everything in my car, and you know, I was initially supposed to go with my aunt, and she backed out on me, and I actually talked myself into getting into the car and going by myself, um, because I wasn't going to miss out on, on such an experience, um, I don't know, so, and also because it would have been a lot of work to unpack my car, so... Yeah, absolutely. I can just picture, like, me throwing everything, for, because you never know what weather you're going to hit. You never know what you're going to be doing. So I would be like, yeah, so my advice would be actually to use totes next time if I ever do it again. I packed a bunch of bands, like backpacks, and everything was just all over the place at the end. Like, if I had two totes to organize stuff, that would be my tip for staying in your car. <laughs> wow. Um, so tell my listeners where they can follow you. We talked about your Instagram. Let's give out that, that Instagram. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. It's M-M-M-K-A-Y-Y-556. It's supposed to be like, okay. Um. <laughs> I love it. And your pictures are beautiful. Now, did uh, do you take them, like, do you do them yourself, like, with one of those self-cameras, like, self... I don't remember. I'm not using the right technology term here, but, you know, like, where you can... Uh, what's the word where you put them on a, a thing and then you walk away a timer or something? A tripod. Yeah, yeah, tripod. That's the word I'm looking for. Here's <laughs> well, the funny part. Even... My daughter's a photographer and I don't know the word tripod. <laughs> so, believe it or not, I am horrible at pictures. I did all these pictures on my phone. Um, there are pictures that my cousin took of me, selfies that I took myself, and just scenery pictures all off my iPhone. I love them. I love them. They're absolutely Thanks. gorgeous. 
Well, thank you. I, I thank you so much for, for sharing your story. Like I said, I, I could absolutely do another hour with you talking about yeah. all the, you know, ins and outs of, of what you saw. Um, I'm going to ask you one final question before you go, and that's, if looking back on it, give me a don't. What you what wouldn't you have done or seen that you thought maybe you were going to enjoy? Um, what I... Hmm. I have, like, an opposite to that question. Go ahead. Go for it. So, Oregon, I really didn't think that I was going to enjoy Oregon. Um, and it was my favorite place of all. I just loved the people there. I loved the... We went to Bad, Bad Bee Hot Springs, and it was amazing. You actually hiked back into the woods, and it's a natural hot spring, and you sit in tubs. And the people were just so friendly there. We met so many friends and had such a good time, and it was just awesome. Nice. That was my favorite place. So yeah. are you going to go back? Yes. Yeah, it's on my list. <laughs> well, do me a favor. When you take your next trip, come back on again and talk about it, okay? Yes, I will. Excellent. Missy, thank you so much for being a guest on Real Travels today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. So did Missy inspire you? Thanks, Missy, for the interview. Now, thanks to you, I want to pack my car. I want to get out of here. I want to go on a road trip. But, of course, I still have to wait a little bit. But if you decide to do what Missy did, please stay safe. Share your travels with me. And I'd love to know what you did, where you went. Uh, Maybe post some photos on Instagram. I'd love to see it. And since this is a film and TV travel podcast, I forgot to mention I did actually talk to Missy when we were not recording about some places that she stopped to that were film or TV related. And she said that she absolutely loved Graceland. She's a huge Elvis fan, including his movies. And that was a definite highlight um, for her, you know, on her trip of a lifetime. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to The Real Travels Podcast. Please follow me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler. If you have a minute, maybe leave me a review on this podcast or click those little iTunes stars. It would really help me out. And if you don't already know, my books are still available. If you go online, you could go to oblongbooks.com and you can buy a film and TV lover's travel guide. Or you can pick up my newest book, which is a sports lover road trip, a sports lover's travel guide. And that is actually the name of it. It starts out road trip. So either one of them, I know that we're not doing a ton of traveling right now. But if you do get out on the road and you'd love to have those as some reference material, um, you know, feel free to please pick up your copy. Again, go to oblongbooks.com and uh, order yours today. In the meantime, thanks again so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.